Hey guys, I'm so excited to have Stevana on my podcast today. She's like the funniest comedian that I see at open mic. She's going to be a superstar. I'm interviewing her as she is rising. So I'm super excited to introduce her. She uh, says on Twitter, she is not on Twitter. I'm retarded. Um, Instagram that she is that pretty gas station beat. And you do so much. You host a comedy show. Um, we're going to talk about that. And mm-hmm. you do hair products. So many awesome things. Welcome, Savannah. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. I mean, I'm doing better now that I'm on this amazing show. Oh, thank you. Because <laughs> like we see each other at like so many open mics and shows. And I just I really had to have you on. OK, so for the people watching YouTube, they can see your hair. OK, can we just okay. spend a moment? Just bow down to her glorious hair. How do you have such amazing hair? I haven't even brushed it yet. Wow. Um, <laughs> honestly, it's the products that I use. I mean, I've always had like a lot of hair all the time, but I just, it was just really unmanageable. It was so frizzy. Like um, I would just like my hair is curled right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally I have my hair natural. You see my hair natural. It's like really, really curly. Um, but before that, I would not be caught dead walking out like that. Like, cause my hair just, it will it's just a complete difference you get when you use just like not even just hair products but like body products cleaning Mm -hmm. products like when you switch over to the cleaner side Mm -hmm. like with cleaner ingredients and like natural ingredients and you kind of get educated on like chemicals and stuff like that that you're like inserting on yourself like it just makes a whole new difference I feel like I don't know that's what I really want to do with like my business and like my products too is like it's just me showing that like switching over to cleaner products and like safer products does a huge thing to your life like a huge thing Mm. to your life (laughs) yeah seriously if you see your hair in person it's even better like it's just it's just it just lights up the room because your hair is just that it's so much volume. It's so bouncy. I wish everyone could see it in person. And I've seen your TikToks where like, you've basically been able to take business trips because your hair is so amazing. Like, can you tell us a little bit more about like your um, hair guru, how you help other people? And yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I work in network marketing. Um, It's just like any other traditional business, except I feel like it's the new wave of business because Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I mean, you're, I feel like you're a smart businesswoman too. I mean, you know that money is being made now on the internet. Like, you know, people are ordering Uber Eats. People are ordering their groceries to their house. Like there's literally kids making so much money on TikTok, doing these dumb dances, like kids are making thousands on YouTube, opening toys. Um, And network marketing is just like a place where, you know, you can just use your favorite products. You can also sell them. And then you teach other women how to make money off of them too. So you teach them how to sell. Um, You don't have to like pay payroll or anything like that. You don't have to put like a loan out for like like huge property. Right. Um, And you don't just have to like put yourself in a massive like load of debt and stuff like that, or like pay for any electricity bills. This is like the new wave of business now. Um, I literally just, you know, bought my own products and that's all I do is literally recommend them. All the training that I get is from the company that gives me that stuff. But I also do my own stuff, like, you know, reading books, going to seminars, like just really trying to expand on that. Um, So I just teach people how to, you know, 
switch their products over and I mean, switching their products over, whether it's their skin or their hair, it mm-hmm. will do a, a, a crazy thing to you. Like how it just made my hair less frizzy, more manageable, more shiny. Um, my friends who have skin, you know, skin problems like acne, hormonal acne, dry skin, psoriasis, eczema, um, just having them switch over to my products, which are just more cleaner and more safer has been helping, you know, with their confidence too, their skin, their hair, they're growing their hair back, their hair's getting less frizzy, their skin is starting to clear up. So I feel like I help um, different types of people. So I'll help you with your confidence, but I can also help you make money, which is like something that I feel everybody needs to learn how to make because the world would just be nicer if everybody had money. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. So we, you have to plug the product. Can you tell us what product you sell? And then we'll we'll do an affiliate link at the bottom. Yes, it's I work for Monate. So um, modern nature is what it stands for. Modern science backed up with na- uh, naturally based products. Um, so if anybody's interested, you guys can follow my Instagram. I literally have before and afters of women who suffer from postpartum. Um, we got their hair growing back like crazy. Women who have like intensely oily scalp or like crazy dandruff. I've helped them fix that. Um, if their hair is just so frizzy to the point where they have to add heat on it all the time, which is like what I used to do. Um, I help them with that too, or even just like skincare too, like eczema, psoriasis. If you have hormonal acne, um, switching over will do, will do you justice. And you can see it on my Instagram too. If you guys need to like visually see people like lives change, um, have that all there. I educate people on that. I educate people on ingredients. I educate people on hair um, because I feel like I don't know. I've never known how to do makeup. Um, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I wasn't really allowed to wear makeup as a kid. So I just like never learned it. So for me, (laughs) yeah, I know. Well, now I'm like, yeah, thank God I never wore it. But, um, for me, like my hair was just a big part of me. Cause I was like, Hey, well, my face is just my face. Like I can't add makeup to it. So as long as my hair is popping, like I should be Mm -hmm. popping. So Mm -hmm. I just always had to make sure my hair was, was popping. And I would always, you know, I was at girl that brushed her hair a hundred times each side which I learned is not even good for you so don't do that Um, yeah I would literally like oil my scalp up because I wanted my hair to grow so long and now it's long thanks to switching over products it's actually lace right your hair is like Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty long. It's never been that long before. I used to only grow like to my nipples and that was it. And I would be like <laughs> so mad. I would literally, Leland, I would literally fucking like grease my scalp and hang over my bed like upside down so that the blood can rush to my Whoa. head. And like my yeah, I've done it also. Like I'm just super educated on hair. So I'm I'm able to help you with anything. And I just feel like even if you don't switch over to my products, I just want you to switch over to cleaner products. You know, you make you figure out what you want to use at the end of the day, but th- this is the hair that I have because of the products that I use. Um, and, you know, just play around with it. Obviously you got to try different things. I try different things. This is what works for me and what works for my family and my friends. So, I mean, I'm just gonna, I stick with that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Can you tell us your, um, your hair Insta and then your other comedy Insta? Yeah, my hair Instagram is Stevana Hair Guru. So Stevana S T E V O N A Hair Guru. Um, no spaces. And then my comedy page is at underscore ninety nine problems with 
two S's and I just have both like at first they were combined um Instagrams like I would do both on there but I mean you know that the audience with like like, it's mostly like men um and then like some girls I feel like in the comedy scene no offense but they don't really care about their looks that much you know you're right you're right (laughs) or or they're all like super broke right right yeah I gotta separate that I totally agree it's just not my target audience. So I just like right. to separate them. <laughs> You're genius. I love it. Okay, let's talk about comedy because um, I'm so curious. Because to me, like, you vibe so awesome. As You're like the funny girl that we all love in class. And oh. I get to see that on stage. And it's just super relatable and really beautiful and just all around great package. So can you tell us how you started comedy? Yeah, so I started comedy, I think, like, I want to say 2018, maybe 2000, 2018, 2019. Um, And at this time, I was working at the gas station. So that's why my Instagram says that, that pretty gas station bitch, because I was just always there. Like, I always had, like, shitty jobs, like pizza places, McDonald's, like, I did like all the bottom of the barrel stuff. And finally I got moved to the gas station, which I was like, oh my God, like I'm a little bit up. I'm not in the kitchen. You know, I'm not, I don't have to wear an ugly hat. Like I kind of <laughs> moved up and I, I felt a little bit better about myself. Um, but I just, I'm just not the type of person that, you know, enjoys a nine to five. Like the nine to five life is yeah. not me. The yeah, traditional job is not me. Yeah. School's not me. I mean, you're right. I was that girl in class that talked all the time and like got kicked out. So I love um, that. <laughs> that made class worth going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and like, I just always struggled with what I wanted to do with my life because school was not it. And I was not going to climb up up like the corporate ladder um so I was just like damn you know what like what should I do with myself like I feel like I've tried everything at this point I've tried what the teachers told me to do I tried what my family has told me to do but none of it's working out like what what do I really want to do and that was so hard because as I grew up you know you kind of like shy away from what you like to do because you have to go to school all the time and you have to work so you're forced to like get rid of your hobbies kind of Yeah, yeah um And it wasn't until like I was on YouTube and I was going through like, I think like videos on like how to be happy or like how to find your purpose and stuff like that. And this random YouTube comment was like, oh, um, it's easy if you don't know what you like to do, like just try everything. So I was like, okay, like, let me try everything. Let me see what I can do. And I was, and I always knew, like, I love to talk, but I was like, but where can I, how can I be a professional talker? Like, (laughs) how can I get paid to do that? And I knew just being silly was me, but um, I didn't know that you can just, I always wanted to do stand-up comedy, like just Mm -hmm. as a joke. I think I kind of manifested it into my life because I was always like, oh, if I could be anything, it would be a comedian because Mm -hmm. I you know um but I thought you had to be like famous to go do that I thought you had to like know somebody Mm, like I didn't know you could just go to a freaking coffee shop (laughs) (laughs) and like talk for five minutes like I, I had no clue you could do that and then um I one thing is you know I feel like I'm a real big believer in like the law of attraction and like the universe yeah and um one day one of my best friends my childhood best friends who moved away years ago she moved all the way to Oregon she moved back for one year when we were like adults and 
I told her like, I want to do comedy and she was like, you'd be so good at it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And she all of a sudden started working at this cafe. One of the guys who was working there, she dated, who was a comedian, ran a um, chatterbox at the time. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Like I was just, you know, so bored at the gas station like I was just so bored with my life I was like I need to do something Mm -hmm. so I asked him he gave me um the information I went like signed up once didn't go because I chickened out um signed up the next time oh no then I went again I didn't sign up but I was just kind of like watching because I was like Mm -hmm. I just want to see I just want to see the people and I seen a couple girls go up so I was like you know what like I can do this yeah so I signed up and then I went and then through that, I kind of just like found myself because I was like, wow, like I can be myself here. I don't have to not cuss. I don't have to tone, change my tone. I don't have to like wear a stupid uniform. Like they actually like me for me being me. And I just ended up staying because of that, because I just literally felt like I could be myself and not actually act professional or, you know, act like I wanted to be there. Like I really genuinely enjoyed being there. That's awesome. Cause I always love watching you because you're such a like natural stage presence. Like sometimes I ask my other guests, like, were you naturally funny or like did you work at it? I know you are already naturally funny, so I don't even have to ask that question. Um, but do you remember like your first time at an open mic? Do you know do you remember like what was going through your head? Like what was the audience like? Like yeah. what, what were the things that you talked about? Um, so I all my jokes were gas station jokes because the gas station was just like so much shit was going down there. I mean, I mean crackheads like every day. My coworker got stabbed. Like oh I just seen so much crazy shit all the time. Like my my bosses were doing coke in the back. Oh of, like yeah, they would literally close the store and like give each other haircuts and stuff what? like yeah I just seen like the craziest stuff there and I was like dang like I want to talk about this to like people you know but I didn't know who and that's how I started going Instagram live and just like telling my stories because I wanted to like practice stand up Mm. Uh, but all my jokes were gas station jokes and you know I felt like they hit because it really related to me like it it wasn't me trying to put up a front yeah Um, it was like really what I had been through and it was funny and I remember like I didn't tell anybody I was going to do this. My one friend that knew she ended up moving back to Oregon. Um, So I grabbed my other best friend. His name is Michael. And I was like, come on, just please come with me. Like, don't tell nobody I'm doing this. Like, don't take pictures of me. Don't take, don't don't post me, don't nothing. Because I was so fucking scared. I was like, oh my God, like, I don't want no one to know. Like if nobody laughed, like I didn't, my best, best friends had no clue either. Um, And I was just remember being fucked. That was, that was fucking scared. Like that. So this day I still get scared, but I'll never forget the fear. Yeah. I'll never forget the fear that I had when I first went, because I was just like drinking just to like calm the nerves. And I kept having to pee. I'm that person where like, if I'm nervous, I have to pee every two seconds. (laughs) I'm like a chihuahua. Like I'll literally pee on site. (laughs) I didn't know chihuahuas peed on site. I learned something new today. Oh yeah, they definitely <laughs> on site. Oh shit, they scare the shit. They scare the shit out of me. Um, but <laughs> why? Wow, I did not know because on stage, to me, I I've never seen fear on you ever. So the fact that you still feel it, that's 
um I guess we all do but it's like you have such a confident front that sometimes I forget that like yeah and even sometimes I feel like I can't like I it's still hard for me to like act myself like when I'm on on stage it I don't know what it is but I do get nervous because like I'm like dang if people if a heckler happened or, you know, something, you know, someone told me something funny in a conversation, like I'm quick with it, you know, like I'm, I'm quick. I already know what to say back. But when I'm on stage, if somebody says something to me, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it never really goes away, but I'm still trying to work on like getting more comfortable and like actually being like my, my true self on there. But I do definitely put up a front <laughs> really but you're so funny to me like I just always love your jokes when you're talking about like uh the irresponsible guy that cracks me up all the time <laughs> and you also do a comedy show called rice and beans can you tell us a little bit more like you know, what's it like being like the organizer versus like um like being a comedian and like um how did you guys come up with the with the concept it's definitely a lot of work um and even us having like four people like it doesn't even get easier like wow. there's always what you know like it's 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 the business side of things I would mm -hmm. say because at the end of the day like when you have a show um it just helps with helps you with like networking I guess yeah um people want to talk to you more because you have a show people feel like you have strings because you have a show even if it's not a big show like comics are just desperate to go up on stage <laughs> yes. and they're desperate to get that time so you know we're we're just expanding on that you know um but that also that came from me just doing comedy with my friends I met David Mendez and he knew Adam Chong um and Adam Chong was throwing his first show ever and needed David's help hmm. and this was when I had got back into comedy because like COVID had had start had stopped hmm. right. I'm gonna I don't know if you were in like comedy at that time but like for six months like nobody was like hitting mics or right anything. right right yeah. Um, so I took a break too. And I was like, let me just work on my business. And then when it, it started coming back, I went to a mic and then I met Adam Chong. They asked me to be on their show that they were having like a month after. And mm -hmm. it was so good. Like we did, we did amazing and we just worked really well together. And we were just like, you know what, like, let's start a group. Let's make this bigger. Let's see if we can like brand ourselves. If we just stay consistent with it it could possibly turn into it I mean we all love comedy we all have a goal so if we do it together we might just get there faster but it is not easy because it, like I said it's four people there's always someone arguing about who's doing more work even if the other person's doing more work like um sometimes you can't get a hold of the other person like sometimes you know one person is not writing and not performing enough so we have to get on their ass because it's like you're representing the group now um so it's 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 not easy but it's very fun because I get to bring people together too like just it's like throwing a party like it's like throwing a house party like everybody come and have fun you know can smoke yeah. and drink <laughs> I love it because you four are some of the coolest people I've met like just um the energy of like everyone in it like you know, Adam's really good at emceeing David's like everyone's best friend he's just really naturally mm -hmm. funny you bring the business side of it and hilarious and beautiful Viet is he he actually took a writing course and he's just such a good yeah. writer and he's just like his accent just who he is just super funny I just love seeing guys 
um, put the show together. Was the show was the first one at the Backyard Boogie? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. It feels oh, like were you there with the red, the red background. Yes. I feel like it's a million years ago. Like I'm trying to think about yeah. all the you know things that you said, but yeah, I remember you guys did that, and then you guys did a kick-ass photo for um Dia de los Muertos, I think. I can't. Yeah, Dia de los. You were in the dress, and I was like, oh my God, what a what a great um just great photo, just all your synergies. Um, all four of you guys are really solid. Yeah, I have to give them them a shout out, too, because they're actually very creative. I didn't want to wear that fucking dress. I didn't want to wear it. I was like, (laughs) why do I have to wear a dress? (laughs) Regular, like, why did I have to dress like a freaking flacotico dancer? But lucky for me, (laughs) what they didn't know is I had already had that dress in my closet. Like, in a fucking dress you look beautiful though whatever what is it called what is the actual name of the dress called i feel like um, I- it's like a flow uh, i don't know i'm gonna say it's like a flocodico dress but it's just like oh. i don't even oh you know what i have it right here let me show it to you oh my god i love it yes yeah <gasps> i'm so glad you have it oh my god i love it oh my god beautiful <laughs> i love it oh my god it was so cool yeah but it was their idea to put me in the dress and you know they were just like you're the girl so you have to go like all out like you have to bring like that energy like we're just gonna look normal but since you're a girl like you have to look yeah. the yeah. most you know but you made the photo can i say that you made the poster otherwise it'd just be like three skeletons and yeah. it, would <laughs> it would not have been but so yeah that's great all right and um you know it's like half Asian half Hispanic um like do you feel any because I grew up with Mexicans and you know I'm Chinese and like I was in an interracial marriage like I I could talk for days about this too but I'm just curious like what's your perspective like who's who's crazier uh who has the most insane parents like what what is the, the dynamic like working um, I'm definitely gonna have to say the Asian parents. Adam is Korean, so his parents, um, Viet's parents are in like another, they're in Vietnam still. They're Vietnam, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're in Vietnam still. But their their family is definitely more crazier. Me and David, like our parents are Mexican, they're they're crazy, but they're just more like, you know, let loose. Yes. Yeah um party drinks smoke like that's a part of the mexican culture you know it's like we love yeah. to drink yeah. to party so it's when you see your kids do it it's like yeah. not you know um and then also i feel like they just be having too many fucking kids so like when mexicans have too many kids like how are you supposed to pay attention to them all and make sure they're all doing good like you can't <laughs> like so for um oh man i lost my but i feel like but i feel like like i said um, Adam's parents and Viet's parents, I mean, you could just tell by the way they were raised, like they're very strict with themselves. They're very disciplined. Yeah. Viet writes every day for 30 minutes. Adam is what? very like, wow. Okay. It makes yeah. sense. Then. Okay. Adam is very good at <laughs> saving his money and like being disciplined about things. Whereas me and David were like, yeah, anything goes <laughs> like, we'll just, 
anything goes we'll figure it out later like we're just the more like we'll deal with the consequences later you guys whereas, are more fun i will say that yeah I, I whereas adam and Viet, they already know what the consequences are so <laughs> they, won't even, they won't even do it so that i'll definitely say their their family is just more crazier because they're just more disciplined it's <laughs> funny so speaking of family like how are your like parents and family with like you and stand-up comedy did they like like, yeah, we knew she was going to uh, do comedy. Like, are they supportive? Like, what what are their thoughts? Yeah, so my mom and my dad, honestly, they just wanted me to find something that I liked. It was so mm-hmm. sad to say, but, like, I just was would, like, I like, I'm that person where, like, I need, if I'm going to do something, like, I need to be passionate about it. Like, I have to yeah. have something yeah. that I truly care about. I can't just, like go to school I can't like go to school or go to a job that I genuinely don't like because if I have to do that I just end up not liking life at all and like I've told my parents like what am I supposed to do because like I know I'm supposed to go to school but like I have to be honest I don't like any of this shit it's making me feel like horrible Mm -hmm. and my mom and my dad you know they were always just that big advocate like to try everything like try everything see what you like um and you know they weren't really so strict on like what I do with myself Mm -hmm. they were just more um concerned about like are you happy but when I told them I was doing sound of comedy they were like all for it my mom is like super loud has like she everybody is her friend she's just like that person that like everybody is just like drawn to their energy um and my dad has always been the class clown since like forever he's been that uncle that like is always in trouble um (laughs) the uncle that says inappropriate things all the time so it was like I felt like it was like they kind of knew like them two together like they kind of knew I was gonna be something like that and they they also knew just um on based on like how much how much I would get in trouble for like talking (laughs) are you named after your dad I'm just curious yeah I'm named after my dad that's awesome and um are you the what's the birth order of your siblings um so I only have one brother um and he is um I don't even my mom gets mad when we say this but half brother because we don't have the same dad why is she mad about that but okay she wants us she says like no we're brother sister period (laughs) even my brother is like no we're we're brother sister we're not half um but he has a different dad and um my mom had him when she was 24 um and then she had me way later so in my eyes I was an only child because he was 13 yeah, years are. old yeah yeah we didn't like we didn't we weren't we didn't have to help each other with anything we never like bonded over anything because we just went through different like phases in our life if that makes sense right and your your age difference so yeah, yeah. and then like when I was like old enough to like be cool he had already moved out oh, um, and then he came back but like he was like grown with like kids so like it's just like oh, right, right. so I considered myself like the only child you are yeah in a, in a way sorry if your mom is listening and oh no <laughs> but yeah I, I I totally agree yeah I'm an only child because legally we couldn't have more kids but I I love oh it oh my god no way really yeah I'm Chinese they don't they don't allow us to have more kids until like very recent like 2015 or something because communism like I didn't even fucking think that was real I thought that was just like scary stories yeah it's okay. and also my parents like oh we had enough well we had one <laughs> we see how you are (laughs) we're done with this (laughs) um so like you you I love your like just Instagram lives um 
I will literally stop work to listen to your Instagram lives. You have so many crazy oh. stories. What's the funniest story that you've you shared? Um, I mean, I personally think it's the one where I kicked a man's bike who was like stealing. <laughs> um, and I think it was just funny because like I I was just and I said I had the stories on my Instagram live, but like yeah. this man walked in um, and I already knew he was going to steal because he pulled up on a bike. Um, <laughs> and he, had, he had a wife beater on. So I was oh like, God. oh, no, I'm oh. Like, that, doesn't look, that doesn't look right. And he just like he pulled up and I was like, fuck, I could already tell where this is going. My manager was in there with me. So I was like, he's not going to steal in front of my manager. Right. My manager walks outside and I'm like, what? The? He walked outside to blow his nose. I didn't know that until I was like yelling at him. Um, but like, I was like, fuck, he's going to steal. And I watched him. He literally grabbed a tuna sandwich, puts it under his like white beater, like this, like the whole like sandwich, like just like this. And he walks out and he's like, bye. Like just tell him. <laughs> he said bye to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, hell no. So I'm like, I'm like not on my watch, so like I I ran outside and I was gonna tell like my manager like get him, but my manager was like I'm blowing my nose. My manager got so oh like he had boogers coming out, so he was like uh, I'm blowing my uh, nose. Um, and I turned around and he was still in back of me, and I was like cussing him out, and it was just like in that <laughs> moment. So like I I went and I went after his bike and like I kicked that shit so hard, but I kicked it I kicked it so hard and I missed, and I was like why the fuck did I miss? Like I timed that perfectly. And I realized I had missed because his tires didn't even have air. How did he even get here? He was freaking riding it on like a hard, like, Oh, like, I don't know if the front one had tire, but the, the, if the front tire had air, but the back one definitely did not because I kicked it hard and I'm like, what the hell? And then I like, I missed it. I scraped it. And then he started like wobbling on it (laughs) and his sandwich dropped and his soda dropped. And I thought I took the funny, (laughs) I took the sandwich and I kicked the shit out of his fucking soda. (laughs) And I was like, I was like, you don't even have fucking air in your tires. Like I was just like laughing about it. Me and my manager were just like, cracking up so I was like oh my god like this motherfucker I was gonna kick his bike so hard and he didn't even have air like <laughs> oh my god I remember watching that on your Instagram live oh, oh did you that's crazy yeah yeah um but I know other people are gonna say like the most I've ever had engagement on like when a lot of people came to my live and were listening and like were actually like super engaged was when I got in a fight at the gas station when I that fought an actual like yeah when I felt like an actual customer where is your manager in all this like I feel like (laughs) your manager is like um can I say that I mean yeah he's fired now okay okay (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck how can they let is it a guy how can a guy let a girl fight the vagrance of you know fucking that's crazy well he wasn't even there all he wasn't there he would like walk in and then like leave um and my like we there wasn't really like managers or there was like one in the daytime um like early morning but then after that we're on our own like nobody's around there um so one of the guys saw who's been there for like years but he was never a manager because there's just it's so small that they don't have managers like they don't need multiple managers so 
whoever's there the longest kind of just gets higher pay because they've been there longer. Oh, um, and he was there and he was just like, hurry up, go hide in the back. Um, my Chevron was connected to a McDonald's at the time. Well, it still is connected to McDonald's, which was ironically the first McDonald's that I worked at. Um, and I literally got into a fight with that customer because she was being rude to like the McDonald's employees and they're oh, like kids. Yeah. They were kids and she was just like saying racial slurs and like at that time it was when like um all that like BLM stuff was on and like oh god it's like, like when you looked on your phone it's like all racist stuff like oh, race and so I just I don't know what it was and then I was at the gas station too so I was miserable at the time and you know when you're miserable you just project yeah. miserable yes. stuff yes. so I was like all right you know like I don't got nothing to lose like I'm already like fucking depressed <laughs> <laughs> like might as well get something out of it um and then like we fought and they like they took me to the back of mcdonald's they had me put on like a mcdonald's uniform um because the cops ended up coming <laughs> oh my god uh that's so funny holy shit I, yeah, I feel like I missed out on my youth. Like, I feel like I could have such a cooler, cooler stories and cooler life. But like, would you, um, would you like buy a gas station? Like in the future? Do you feel like? Yeah, can, yeah. Like- I would. It's so funny because I think about it now and I'm like, oh my God, like if it wasn't for Chevron, um, I probably wouldn't have done comedy. Like whoa, just whoa. the the people that I was with were so funny. My, my, my coworkers were hilarious. Um, my management was hilarious because they didn't care either. So it was just just so funny, like just being at the gas station, like, and I didn't understand because when I first got hired, everybody, like my whole family was like, I worry about you. And I'm like, why? And then I got there and I'm like, oh, fuck, like this crazy shit happens like every single day. Some crazy shit happens. So like I get it. But I kind of just I was that person where um, like I grew up listening to my dad's stories about like how he would get in trouble all the time and how he would, you know, get into this, you know, this scuffle or like anything like just him about being young and it was just always so funny seeing him get into like trouble and you know stuff happening so as I got like when I was in school I was like come on like let's get in trouble like let's that was just always me like I always just want to have like a memory of like when I'm young so that when I'm older like I'm I'm fine and I feel like now I'm I'm okay like now I I did it all I (laughs) but um the yeah Chevron was it's just like it it was just like became I made it like my personality at at a point because everybody um once I started doing comedy at Chatterbox 2 um Mm -hmm. people were coming into the gas station and they recognized me from like oh my god that's awesome wow So yeah, but I'm definitely that's on my goal list is to buy a Chevron. I want I would love my own Chevron. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome because it's like it's a money generator for sure. And the stories that you tell, it's like you just be entertained and making money at the same time. Um, And um, who's your biggest like comedy influence? That is, you know, and people are going to shame me for this. They're going to hate me. But I I really 
don't you know it's funny is that I don't even really know comedians like that like I'm really good at there's like comedians who like know this comedian they've seen their special and like I'll watch it if it's like on Netflix but I can't tell you like who's really who like I'll forget their faces but if I know their name I I know it but um I honestly just do the best that I can and like a lot of you know I feel like Whitney Cummings is like the one that I kind of really like like the most yeah um but I don't see my comedy like her but I just because you're original you're so original I it makes sense because you focus on the audience you're actually living a hilarious life so it totally makes sense and if you have like a classical clown dad then it's just in the genetics you know just yeah out there I love that and um like what's your future goals for comedy and like just career you know hair and you know rice and beans and everything you're doing a million things yeah what's like your future goals I am doing a million things. I'm like, like I am. I just remember. <laughs> um, so for sure, I definitely want to get. Um, I really want to get big in my company in money. Um, I feel like because I'm so good at talking and just getting my words across that I could be like a professional speaker whether it's like motivational um whether it's stand-up I just feel like me getting on a stage and like saying something um could just really like move people whether it's like moving them you know to laugh to you know have a good time and be silly or whether it's to like motivate them to like get off their ass and Mm -hmm. like you know just progress even though life sucks even though like feel like we can't do shit like we can honestly do anything in this fucking world like it's so crazy you really don't have to limit yourself but I do really want to you know be big in my company and um be like a professional you know speaker in there um but whatever money I make there because I I generally do this business so I can live my life and do comedy because mm. it's hard doing it with a full-time job like yeah seriously it's like there's just you can't really do much when you have a corporate job because they they own you yeah. you know so I my idea was I'm just gonna do work this business um, I'm gonna you know generate as much money as I can and if I can just travel and do you know open mics shows mm. anywhere just for fun I don't like I obviously I really want to be successful in comedy like I want to be a really great stand-up comedian but that's not something that I like genuinely chase because I feel like it's gonna happen yes yes. like for some reason for that I don't feel like oh I need to I need to I just know that if I I'm doing it because I really have fun with it and I know that when you have fun with something like it just it just comes so I do really just want to like travel a lot and just do mics I want to go to Texas for a whole month because you know the comedy right there has been like popping and last I went it was so fun um for like comedy so like I want to go there more Arizona just like travel and just take advantage and like do stand-up comedy there and then just kind of like get like my my name across and then with that will come rice and beans you know when they learn a little bit more about me they'll learn about rice and beans but I really just want to be bring people together <laughs> yeah I'm like, I just want to bring people together <laughs> no but you're you're so funny like I watched um comedy chingonas and I I, I need to ask you what does chingonas mean again like, it means like badass oh okay yeah and I saw that and I was like I know people who are funnier I don't know, but there, there, are some, there are some good ones but like some of them were like oh, I don't know but I can totally see you on Netflix doing your own special doing is there a gas station um like series already 
a gas station series is there, is there one is it kim's convenience store i can't remember but you oh like one of those things i thought you meant yeah. like do i have days i gotta check i would love to do something like that though but like because i'm still like i fucking love the gas station I, it was horrible like just but just like the whole idea of it is just like fucking funny i mean i I've, i practically lived there like i took a bean bag there and i would just like sit there and like on my lunches i would fall asleep i would um i had all my food in there i had a toaster in there because oh i was God. just there all, all the time i had a blender there like oh, it was just, yeah i just had i'm like i fucking live there and it's just, you have to do a series on this now it's it's you it's your your name written all over it that's awesome so thank you so much for this awesome interview i learned so much i had so much fun just laughing with you i hope the audience did as well um so please follow her at savannah hair guru on insta and um do you want to uh, say the because Unders- i don't want to fuck up the underscore it's okay <laughs> I, uh, my comedy page where you guys will see like all the crate you know me uncensored um is gonna be at underscore 99 problems with two s's why did you name it that? Um, because I had that. Yeah, I just didn't want my name on there. Like I wanted something fun. like I wanted something fun. Um, and then when I was in high school, like people would just like call me 99 problems because I would always just like complain about something. So <laughs> I just took it like I was just always going to complain about something or like about something like I felt like the, I feel like it's so funny too. like some people think that I complain or that I bitch because like I'm miserable. But like what people don't actually know is like I complain or like I say bitchy things because it's just funny yes. like yeah. it's funny like I'm not really lazy but it's just funny to complain about that stuff like it's funny to like I'm positive on my business page and I love that but it's also funny to be like negative sometimes but you have to watch yes. out because sometimes you be manifesting you be manifesting <laughs> that shit into your life so I try to like w- like watch what I like laugh and joke about but I mean there, there's like literally two sides of me there's a side that's like always like super positive and like happy and then there's just like a side of me that like it's like super negative but like I'm it's funny because it's funny you wouldn't think somebody would do that you know or like you wouldn't think somebody would think that way but it's just I don't know it's just funny yeah because I don't think of you as complaining on stage because I think of I can think of way more negative people than you I just think it's hilarious what you're talking yeah. about um <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for being on the show this is awesome please follow her um hair guru if you're a girl wanting luscious hair can men follow the luscious hair yeah, if they're dating or balding, I got you. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's awesome. I have dandruff, so we'll, we'll talk later about oh, I got you. But thank you so much for being on the show. Please follow all her links, follow her on Instagram, and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Love you so much. Thank you for this. Thank you.